It's for Pesach. But I'm going to restart it, just do it quickly, because I want to I do the entire chapter tonight. Again, we read the first few lines, but I'll start again from the beginning. We're on page 44 in the Tanya's. Um, Perek Yud Zayin. In English, Tanya, the same page number? Uh, yeah, on the top of the page, page number 44. If you have an English, Tanya, on the bottom is page 73. And it's Perek Yud Zayin, chapter 17. Um, and in a way, really, it's the end of a segment of the book of Tanya. Um, we discussed a number of times that Tanya is 53 chapters, but it's broken up into, into various segments. And chapter 17 is really an end piece of something that we've been discussing. So we'll remember that the, um, the Alter Rebbe writes in the, very, in the title page of Tanya that he's writing this entire book to really expound on one verse, one Pasuk. Pasuk says, right, that's the end of the Pasuk. Kikarov elacha hadavar ma'od. Moshe Rabbeinu tells the Jewish people that to fulfill and to keep Torah mitzvahs is karov, is close, it's accessible, and attainable to every yid. Beficha bilvavcha la'asoso. Verbally, emotionally, and in action. Um, and all of that sometimes it feels difficult, it feels far out, and it feels, um, I can't do it. But really, Moshe says that if you, if you go about this properly, it's accessible and attainable to every year. And the Altar Rebbe says, I'm writing the Tanya to explain, Levayr Hetev, to explain, well, Eichu Karav made. How is it indeed close to every person? So here in chapter 17, he comes back to that. Let's see if inside. says, Bazei Yuvan, with all this that we've explained, we'll understand Masha Kosov. This that the Pasuk says, Ki Karav Yelecha Adover Moed Beficho Bovavcha that it's close to you, this, this idea of Torah mitzvahs, verbally, emotionally, and in action. seemingly, It would seem that at least one of those three is not so, um, is not so pashat. It doesn't seem to come so easy. And that is the emotional part. Of it. Because as we discussed, when it comes to doing things, you know, you can do things. I'm in the mood, I'm not in the mood. I can push myself to do the right thing. Um, to speak things. Okay, I speak. I say the words of davening. Sometimes we wake up in the morning, we might not be that enthused or inspired, but we'll say the words. But emotions, that's, how do you say this? It's attainable for every person to have the proper emotions in serving Hashem, love for Hashem, fear of Hashem. Emotions seem to be something that's counterintuitive. It's not something that we just tell ourselves to start feeling. I think it would be the opposite. Which is? Which is, it seems like it's easier to do that, it's harder to do the other two. Explain. Meaning, it's it's easy. It's like uh, you know, it's like Christianity's you know, creed over deed. It's like you can feel close and feel like you want to do the right thing, but actually doing the right thing and doing this and saying the right words is much harder. Interesting. Interesting. If your wife has to go to jail in the middle of the night because she needs something to cook, you can do it. But to do it and actually want to do it, that's much harder. But, but imagine if they like like yeah, you know, imagine that she didn't ask you. But you were thinking, you know, if she, if she asked me, I for sure go. I'm like, I would love to do all these nice things for my wife. I love my wife. It's so great. But when she actually asks you to do it, you don't want to do it. <laughs> Proving my point. You want to do the right thing, but it's hard when a push comes to shove and she actually asks you to do it. But then you actually didn't want to do it if you didn't do it. But you, you, so I guess maybe that's not real, then. Because you think that you do. You have plenty of emotions in her heart you know that you don't actually do. Good and bad. Listen, you wakes up in the morning. I hear what you're saying. And I'm a from Yid, so I'm going to go to Shlom Dan. So I go there and I do and I say the words and I put on my, to my palace and fill and I die. But to awaken excitement and energy and love and fear is not just something I can say, listen, get out, get out of bed and go do it. It's something right. that requires something much more internal. I mean, there's a point to what you're saying. But if I'm conditioned, I'm free. 
I, this is how I decided I'm going to live my life. So I'm going to, I'm going to dive in every day, and I'm going to put on tefillin every day, and I'm going to whatever. So there's one thing to say, I'm going to get up 7 o'clock in the morning, my alarm's ringing, I'll get out there and do what i got to do. There's another thing to be excited about. Now you're talking about, in some sense, there's something easy about excitement. But to be commanded to be excited every morning. I'm going to get there to show. Uh, one person gets the show and Davins and says the words. The other one says the, the Davins and gets all excited and involved. And, 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 and so, so I guess what you're really saying is really, it's really the, the Levavcha is while you're doing the other two, basically? The Levavcha, in, in, in a real way, and in a way that I, I, I'm commanded every day to have Levavcha. Commanded every day to do something, so I push myself to do it. Maybe you're saying you can't have the Levavcha unless, unless you do it? No, no, no. What I'm saying can, is... Can you have a Levavcha without doing it? It's not going to be real because Ava, Ava Hashem has to express itself in action. What I'm saying is to listen to Hashem and do what He says is sort of, it's more external. So I can say I'm doing it. Done. I'm doing it. But to actually be excited about it and be enthusiastic about it, sometimes I'm more enthusiastic, sometimes I'm less. Sometimes I'm more in the mood, sometimes I'm less. There's a point to what you're saying. There's something easy about just emotions, but not daily emotions that I have to every morning daven with kavana, with avas Hashem. That seems to me more difficult. He says, now in case someone thinks, well, maybe in the olden days things were easier. Sometimes we think, you know, when the Torah said it, it was probably referring to tzaddikim. They all, so he adds here in the brackets, nitzchis, which means the Torah is everlasting. So if Moshe Rabbeinu said that to serve Hashem with our hearts is something that's karuv, is close to each and every one of us, that has to be accessible today as well. It's not a good answer that 3,000 years ago it worked. Torah is for today as well. So as he explains, She'ein karev ma'id hadover. It seems that it's not so close. Lahafeich libay. For a person to transform their heart, mitaivas elam hazeh. From the, the physical pleasures of this world, la'avas Hashem ba'emas. The true love of Hashem. Right? It doesn't seem like an easy thing. I mean, certain things we like naturally. You know, gashmi's physical stuff we like. But uh, God, godliness, ruchni, is, it's not so simple. Really, the Gemara already said this a long time ago. The Gemara says, Atu yira milsa zutra sahi. Where is that Gemara? Brachas. Yeah, about what? Yatasa. But the Gemara talks about Moshe Rabbeinu is told he tests the Yidin. He says, Jewish people, what's Hashem asking from you already? Just to fear Him. So Mishra Rabbeinu makes it sound like Yira Hashem is like, you know, small stuff. So the Gemara says, Is fear such a small thing? Which means that even at the time of the Gemara, it wasn't like, okay, automatically we have Yira Shemai. Now the Alter Rebbe has, he says, Love is even more difficult to work on than fear. Because fear is more of a natural thing. If something's bigger than me, so I'm afraid. But to have real Ava Hashem is even more difficult. But he's defining Yira as in like a couple parakam ago, he defined Yira in three different levels, right? Correct. He's Correct. defining it on the, on the most not, basic. On the most Correct. basic level. But in a level, he still agrees himself that Yira is the highest level. This is true. This is true. Vigam Amru Razal, he's just building the question more and more. Vigam Amru Razal, the tzaddikim dafka libam birshusam. That about tzaddikim, it says something very special about tzaddikim, that their heart is in their rishus. What to like and what not to like, what to be uh, desirous of, what not. A tzaddik is a total master over his heart. 
So my heart is going to like what I want it to like. What I don't want, I'm not going to like. But that's tzaddikim. That's not regular people. So till here's the question. Three lines from the bottom. So all this was the big question. We're on page 44, the beginning. The, the, we started over Perich Yud Zayin. Translating karov as easy doesn't necessarily mean easy. It just means you, you can it close. You can attain it if you want. Right. It doesn't mean right. it's... Right. But it's very attainable. But karov means attainable or it means it's close? It doesn't mean close? Well, again, close means, doesn't mean... It doesn't mean... It's, easy to it's do. Not, not physically close. It means that it's, right. it's very much within your grasp. And here the question is, some people say, I, I don't know, is that in my grasp? I love cake, not so much Hashem. You know, so, and, and yet Moshe says, no, 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 put your mind to it and you can. So the Shaila is how? Shaila is what's the Shaila? And what he says here in the next few lines is something very powerful. And he says, we're confusing ourselves with what level of emotion is necessary in order for this to be considered Avas Hashem. When you talk about love, there's all different types of level of love. Obviously, right? The, the person says, I like uh, cake, and I like my friend, and I like my spouse. Now, I, we hope that's not all the same level of liking, right? The cake and the, and the friend and the spouse. Right? There's different... Love has all types of levels. So we talk about Avas Hashem also. How much love is necessary? Or how much love is it, is it enough that Moshe Rabbeinu said that this is very attainable? Which level of love? And he says something very beautiful. Well, when he says Hadavar, what's Hadavar referring to? Torah mitzvahs. Torah mitzvahs. Okay, so what, so what level of love means bilvavcha, that my heart is in the right place? So he says very interesting. What are the words? Beficha bilvavcha la'asosa. Don't look at it as three separate statements. Oh, verbally, emotionally, in action. The love that's required from a yid is the love necessary to bring me to action. We're not talking about that I should sit there and just feel, uh, you know, the stories we hear about different tzaddikim, that they had such an overwhelming love for Hashem that everything else was canceled out. We're not talking about that. We're talking about enough that I feel that I want to connect to Hashem, so I'll do what He told me to. Bilvav chala'asosa goes together. The type of love that's demanded of every yid, and that's attainable by every yid, is the love of Hashem necessary to get me moving. I love, I love Hashem, and therefore I want to connect Him, so I'll do His mitzvahs. I fear Hashem, and therefore I won't do His averis. We're not talking about that I have to have fear of Hashem, like I'm sitting and trembling. And that, every person is able to create within themselves at least that level of love and fear of Hashem that brings me to do what I'm supposed to and not do what I'm not supposed to. As he says. Yeah, that's why Beficha, Ubevavcha, Lasosa, if you think the Rashi table of it, it's Lamed Vav Beis, which is the word love. Beficha, Bilvavcha, or Beficha Levavcha. Beficha Ubilvavcha, Ubilvavcha, Lasoso. It's a Vav, a Lamed, and a. It's just a joke. It's a. Lamed Vav Beis is love. I hear you. Okay. Upshot. It says Ella. Ella de la Sesa, you did say Nilemar, Ava, Hamivia, Lideasias, Hamitsus Bilbad. The word la Sesa at the end of the Pasuk about the action is coming to tell us that we're talking about the level of love that's necessary in order to do the mitzvahs. Shehir Usa de Liba, Shebetalumas Lev. That is a desire of the heart that's hidden in the heart. Again, not the type of revealed, excessive love, but a, a, a feeling of the heart. 
גם כי אינה בהסגלוס ליבוי קיריש פייש. Even if it's not like this flaming fire that's revealed in the heart. ודובר זה, and this, קרב מאוד, is very close, ונקיל, and it's not difficult. לכל אדם, to every person, אשר יש לו מויח בקוד קודוי. Every person who has a, a, basically a brain in their head. Why is that? Why is, what, how do we get to the brain? So he says something very interesting. There's a basic difference between my, um, my ruling over my brain and over my heart. What's the difference? If you think about human function, what's the difference between the way I'm able to control my mind and control my heart? Control my heart. Can I say start loving something? Oh, you love it. I, I don't like apples. Right now I'm commanding my heart to start loving apples. Will that work or not work? No. 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 But can I say, um, there's a feel, a feel of knowledge, Tanya or Lahavdil, uh, earth science or whatever. I say, I have no interest in it, but I want to think it. I want to learn it. Could I force myself to learn something? Yeah. 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 My mind is something that I can tell myself, I'm going to think about something. My, again, my heart, I can't say I'm, I should start feeling it. But I could start, start thinking about it. Says the author, but being that we could always say, I'll start thinking about it. So it's within our ability to think about Hashem. And think about what Hashem gives us. And think about our, the, the reasons why we should want to connect to Hashem. And that thinking about it is enough to create the most basic form of love of Hashem. The form that will make, will make me feel, I want to connect and therefore to do a mitzvah. So there's a chain here. He says, A, we're not looking for high levels of love. That's, the, that's point one. We're looking for basic love, the love that will bring me to do the right thing. There's, there's plenty of time for the love to deepen and grow. But we're talking the basic, the love that wants me to do the right thing. And being that I have a mind and I'm able to tell myself I want to learn about Hashem and think about Hashem, then that will be enough for any person to create the basic love necessary. And that's what he says. On the second line from the top. A person's mind is in their rishus. rishus is in their jurisdiction. 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 Under, control. Under control. Domain. A person has the ability to reflect on whatever they want. That I could. I could command myself to reflect and think about something, whatever it is. And therefore, when a person uses their mind to reflect on the greatness of Hashem, Mimela, so therefore this will automatically affect Yolid Bimoichalkopon. This will create or give birth in the mind at least, Ha'avila Hashem, the love for Hashem, Ledovkabai, to desire to connect to Hashem, Bikiu Mitzvaisav Vitirasa, through the performance of mitzvah center. That is the answer. That basic love I can attain by basic thinking. I have the ability to learn. I have the ability to inspire myself intellectually. That in turn will create the basic love necessary for me to feel I want to connect to Hashem and therefore I got to do the mitzvahs. What if it doesn't? And you gotta learn. There's some people out there who at least, at least they, they, they say that they're, you know, they're, they're, gonna, they're gonna learn, they're trying it, it just doesn't speak to them. And they go to classes, and they learn, and they learn Gemara, they learn Gomesh, they go to Shul, they daven, and they feel nothing. So it's a good question. 
But obviously they feel something because they feel the, they feel enough to go and do it. Yeah, but the, something's getting them there. Right. But their counter argument is they were giving it a chance and it didn't work, and therefore and didn't work. So if it didn't work. What do I do next? What's wrong? Maybe you don't know that it worked. Right, right. And on a basic level. There's probably more than one correct possible answer to that. Now, there's for different people, there might be different answers to that question. Um, one of them we're, we're going to learn a little bit later in the period. That's a little bit of a harsh one, um, the, 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 which I'll get to shortly. The easier one would, would just be, say, um, see, we have a, a, a very, very powerful part of who we are which is the concept of Bechira. Bechira means that we have freedom of choice. Now, freedom of choice is a good thing or a bad thing? Good thing. Usually, but it's also a bad thing. Freedom of choice really means it's a very deep power in our neshama, which gives us the ability to go against all odds. Now, going against all odds can mean, usually it's used for the good, that even if all the odds are stacked against me that I should be a bad person and I have all the bad inclinations, I have the ability to choose good. But Bechira also is a double-edged sword. It also means that even if really naturally I should be good, I could decide not. I could decide not to be good. We have in our history certain people that were great tzaddikim and one day became Rishon. Anyone knows anyone like that? Acher. Acher, right. Who, what, what was the name before that? Uh, Someone great. Yes. Alicia Benavuya. Good. Alicia Benavuya. He was Rabbi Meir's teacher. And he was uh, a great Sadiq. And he went bad. Well, the issue, we don't know that he was good. He said he was great. He had five great Sadiqim in the Sanhedrin. Uh, yeah. It's a little mysterious about him. Yeravan Benavat. Yeravan Benavat. Was famous. So there is a concept. Verse, he said Sadiq. Everything is going right for him. So why do you go bad? That's the power of Bechira. We have a power to to kick what naturally should be. And again, it could be used both ways. So, for, for example, it says a, a Yid naturally wants, doesn't want to convert out of Judaism. Like a Yid is, has a Nesham, and Nesham wants to connect to Hashem. And therefore, in the vast majority of cases, uh, as a nation, we've been will, we're willing to give our lives not to convert out of Yiddishkeit. And yet, there are people who do, and did. That's the power of Bechira. Hashem always gives us the ability to go against what naturally we sh- should be happening. So if I don't want something to talk to me, it's not going to talk to me. You know, even though naturally I'm learning the right thing, as it should. So that's one possible answer to that question. Another, a simpler one is, you, know, you didn't learn enough. You know, learn more, understand more. Many times people say, I learned, I learned, I learned. How much did you learn? It's not really exactly true that you learned. But there's different answers, possible answers to that question. Oh, that Bechira is kind of like the, um, the, the Olympics logo. You know how it has like circles? And it has circles and there's like a little area in between that the circles overlap. It's called something, some kind of, it's a name for that. Okay. Olympian no, circle. No, 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 the circles, I think. The, yeah, the, the little... Part that goes in between. Okay. So one's called like the, there's a nefesh Bahamas and nefesh Kus. and each have control or shalat over the the goof. But at the same time, that area in between is the bechira. It's it's the it's the area where you can choose to be the, this way or that way. That way, that way. It's a little area in between where the circles overlap. Interesting. Interesting. And at the end of the day, they say Hashem. If throughout your life you're bechira, you chose nefesh Bahamas, then death is very painful. Because you choose to be more Nefesh Bahamas. If through your Bechira you choose to be more Nefesh Al-Kus, 
and it's like you're pulling a string, like a, like a hair, because Bechira determines if you're more, every choice you make, you end up becoming more of the circle of Bahamas or, or Elakas. Good. good. I, did, I never heard that, but good. It's correct. <laughs> Something I said. <laughs> we have little jokes, these guys. <laughs> I take my glasses. I don't know what's going on around this. <laughs> Anyhow, now, so here, here, here he adds a very important word, which is okay. So basically, he told us, you know, Moshe Rabbeinu says, "Every love of Hashem is attainable to everyone." But now he, he really played it down. He said, "It's not such a big love. It's just the basic love in order to perform the mitzvahs." So, is it not as special or not as important? And here's going to say something powerful. Say, in this world, this world is called Olam Hazeh, Olam Hamaisa, a world of action, a world of deed. In Torah mitzvahs, everything is deed-oriented, action-oriented. Even love is also action-oriented. In other words, it's not about just loving Hashem, having this tremendous, expansive feeling of closeness and devotion. I think I shared with you, someone told me that um, he feels closest to Hashem when he gets out in the morning, and it's early morning, um, and it's, you know, just after uh, the sunrise, and he let, lays on his, he has a lake in the back of his house, he lays on his kayak, and he looks up at the sky, and he just feels close to Hashem. That's his daily dosage of Avaz Hashem. Which is fine, I'm not taking, you know, it's okay. But that's not, when, when we talk about the Torah Dika Avaz Hashem, we're talking about the Ava that brings to serving Hashem. That's what I was talking about earlier. That, that the thing that you were saying that he does is not the same as going and doing the actions much better. Right, right. In other words, Avas Hashem is important, but not Ava in a vacuum. It's not about, I, I love, I just love Hashem. It's about, I love Hashem and therefore I learn His Torah. I love Hashem and therefore I put on Tefillin. I love Hashem and therefore I keep Shabbos. I love Hashem and therefore, and, and so on and so forth. And the same is with Yeras Hashem. What's important in Yeras Hashem is not that I'm walking around uh, trembling. I mean, again, there were tzaddikim that perhaps did that. But, but that's not the essence of a Yerush Hashem. Is about. Yerush Hashem is, I fear Hashem, and therefore I won't do what makes him unhappy. So this is Olam HaMaisa. The Pasuk says, Hayoyim La'asoyson. This world, Hayoyim now, is Lamachar when Mashiach comes, that's L'Kabal Scharim. That's Schar, that's reward. Now we're here to serve Hashem. So the Ava and Yerush is also focused on the maise that it brings, uh, brings to be. And therefore, if I'm able to create that level of av that brings me to do the mitzvahs, or that level of yura that brings me to stay away from the avirus, then I've done the ikr, the main idea of what av and yura is all about. And that's what he says. Again, five lines from the top on, on the Chavdimah. It says, V'zeh kol adam. this is the entire goal of a person. Ki hayoyim The Pasuk says that today, this world is a world of maise, of action. Tomorrow, meaning when Mashiach comes or Elam Haba, that's for Schar. is written elsewhere. Now, being that that's the case, that that um, that the point of Avon Yura is to do the right things, and we're putting it together with what we said earlier that every person, their brain is in their 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 jurisdiction, like you said, in order to that I'm able to think, I'm able to decide what I want. So now we come into the next rule, which is a, a rule that we've mentioned before in Tanya, the Hamoyach Shalit Bitivoy Vitel Dosoy Al Chalal Hasmoli Shebelev. The mind 
rules naturally by birth over the heart, over the left ventricle of the heart. Val piv and on the mouth, val kolha ivorim and all the limbs, shehim kleamaisa, which is the way we do actions. In other words, a basic human gift that Hashem gave every human being is that we are ultimately, our mind has the say of whether we're going to do something or not. Um, and that's, that's not just a Jewish concept, every human being. Um, even though I might want certain things, I might desire certain things, I might have certain negative tendencies, if I'm a human being, I should be in charge of myself and tell myself, no, can't do that. And this is the basic fabric of all moral societies. Right? Imagine a bringing person, person to the court, say, why do you steal? He says, well, I, I so much wanted to that I just had to do it. That doesn't, doesn't go, doesn't fly. I know you wanted to, that's, it's okay to want to, but as a human being, you have to be in control of yourself. And that's the mind that has that basic control over the heart. A lot of people get out of jail because of, they, they use it, they use that, saying, ah, he's mental health, you know, he didn't have a choice. So that's something else. If his mental health, he's saying he's sick. But that's not normal. He's saying, he's saying something's wrong with his brain. You know, if he's saying something's wrong, then he has to go to a, so if you have to have a psychologist, and they'll tell you, so maybe he has to be admitted to a, to, a, to a ward. That could be. But if a guy says, I'm healthy, but I really, really want it. You know, people say in English a lot of times, I couldn't resist. I couldn't resist. But I couldn't resist is not really the truth. It means it was hard to resist. I really wanted to. But it's not true that I couldn't resist. I'm a human being. I, you know, if, if I would know that that thing would bring me death, so I wouldn't do it, even as, as, as wonderful and delicious and beautiful as that looks, right? So it was tough. You know, Hashem has no problem with us desiring to do something wrong. He created us as human beings. And we have a heart and we have desires. And the issue is, though, who's in control? Our desires or, or our mind? And that's what my Shalat Aleph is. You know, I, I once heard a long time ago, and I don't know the source for this, that in many ways the mind and the heart is like a parent and a child. Child wants something, really, really wants. Parent says, but it's bad for you, you can't do it. So imagine a parent says, my child wanted so much, so I just gave him. Right? So my child really wanted to run in the street, and I, as a parent I said once or twice no, but they really, really, really wanted, so I let my child run in the street. On Kasim something happens to the child. They bring me to court, I say, my child really, really, really wanted, what should I do? What's the answer? You're a parent. I, I know that child really wanted. That's why you're a parent. You know, sometimes even wow. they, re- they really, really want, you have to answer that no. And so just like there's a, a human, an adult and a child, there's my mind and my heart. My heart really, really, really wants. It really, really wants. But my mind, I know it's wrong. So I have to be able to tell my heart, yeah, you know, it's okay that you want, but we're not doing it because it's bad, because it's wrong. That's what my shalat al-aliv means. It's a, it's a powerful concept, but it's a true concept. Um, otherwise, then there's no, there's no right or wrong in the world. You know, if, 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 if it goes by how strong I want something, and that determines if I'm going to do it or not, so what if I really, 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 really want to steal? What if I really, really, really want to kill someone? I really want to. I really, really want to. <laughs> as many reallys as I'll say, it doesn't give me the right. And I'm not less, I'm not excused for it. Because I have a mind. I have a mind. And therefore, this is the end of part one of the chapter. So this is the even because I have a mind, with my mind I can think, and with thinking I can create the basic level of Ava Vira that's enough to make me do the right thing and stay away from the bad thing. That's part one of the paper. Now he adds, and this is perhaps another answer to your initial question, 
He says, but there is an exception. There are some times when a person loses control of their heart. And that is, suddenly, they become a situation that even though my mind knows something is wrong, um, and I, I learned and whatever, but I, I'm desirous of something, and I can't control myself. So, what do we call that in English? Fanatic. Addiction, exactly. So, typically in English, we call that addictions. Now, but addiction, there's two different types of addiction. There's one type of addiction, which is um, like a person who is physically sick. Right? The person has to be treated or taking pills or whatever it is. But then there's, and that's, some, that's a health issue. But then there is a more common addiction. Today, people are very easy, easy to confuse addictions. Addiction, I'm sorry? Temptious. Temptious. I'm not sure what that means. Constantly tempted. It means that I, basically, this Avera or this bad thing, I, I lose my head. I, I, I want it so much that even though I know it's wrong and even though I decided not to do it, I do it again, I do it again, do it again. Where does that come from? Where does that come from? And the Rebbe says here, and here again, this is a very severe piece of Tiny that we're going to read. Tiny is typically not so severe, but this is one of those places. And he says, you know what it is? He says, it's a punishment. Sometimes the punishment for sin is that the sin takes me over. Being that I sinned A, B, C, D, E, F, G, I did this sin 10 times. So what's the greatest punishment for this? Not that they'll go ahead or something. But that right now, I become a slave to that sin. So now, as many times as I learn about not doing it, and I decide not to do it, doesn't matter. They're the master, not me. How do you break that? Great question. But one before that, where is there a exa- simple example for that in Chumash? Famous example in Chumash. Of what? somebody does something over and over? Of, some, of somebody who their punishment was okay. that now their, their heart was in control. All right. Pare. What does Hashem say in the Chumash? That his heart has become so, so, so iron that I can show him plague after plague and it doesn't matter, he's not in control anymore. Now, why did Hashem do that to Paro? So Rambam writes famously, that was a punishment. Because since Paro was such a wicked person, an evil person, the punishment was that the wickedness became his master. So now as many times as he get, gets it over the head, and Parah himself and the Chumash says, you know, okay, I'll let them go, I'll let them go, I'll let them go. And he meant it when he said it. But then the minute the Makkah wasn't there anymore, he just didn't have the power to hold on to it. Why? Says the Rambam. That was a punishment for his sinfulness. So the question is, what, is this person doomed? The answer is one word. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, on one level. But what's, what's going to be the terrorist answer to that? That's another one word, a Hebrew word. It can be English too. Shuva. You know, once we understand, once we understand that the only reason why a sin could be overpowering to the extent that even though my mind, I don't want to do it, I've decided not to do it, I'm going to do it again. So once we understand that that's really a punishment for... Or it's really a, a natural, um, what's the word I'm for? Uh, result? Se- sequence? Sequence, result. Because I did the Avera again and again, so it just made it stronger, more powerful. It's like, it's like, I'm sorry? Progression. Yeah, so it's like Avera, Gereras, Avera. You know, the Avera gets, it's, it, it takes over. So the answer is true. When a person is brokenhearted, when a person regrets their Averas, so they're softening that iron 
entity, negative entity that they've created around them. And that's what tshuva really does. Tshuva really is not only about Hashem, don't punish me. Tshuva is much more about breaking down that uh, cloggedness that I created, that negativity that's surrounding my heart that I created. And tshuva, which is the lev nishbar, the brokenheartedness, breaks down that strength that was built, that the Avera built around me, that's not allowing me not to be in control. And that's, what, that's really the gist of what he's going to say from here until the end of the chapter. What's so strong about that? What's wrong about what? What's so strong about that? You said it's very strong. It's, it's severe. It's he's saying, severe saying, that he, saying that there is a person, even though we always learn that a person, as long as your mind is in the right place, you have the ability to control your heart, there is a time who says, no, you've lost that ability. You've got to do something. Now, in other words, just like... like regain it? Yeah, you have to regain it. You have to refine a certain natural ability that you have that you sort of ruined. It is, it really, this is spiritual addiction. Just like there's physical addiction, which might need pills or something for medicine. There's spiritual addiction. Spiritual addiction is when I've done an Avera enough times that that Avera now controls me so that my mind doesn't have the ability. I can't get myself out of it just by deciding to do right. Do you think you have to ask God to help you? Because God could obviously break that, you know. He could, but He created it. In other words, He He created it based on our on our averus. He told us when we do averus, we, so we are creating something. Do you think that's one of the? Do you think that's a way to unlock it? By because He lock He put that lock on. Okay. So don't you just have to ask Him to? True, good, but he, but but the way that you're yeah, he, but he's, he's giving you the answer. Okay, right. here's how you do it. He told us what to do. He said, you know, you created a wall, break it down. And breaking it down is through true. Which we're going to learn a little bit how that works. I guess I don't. We're not. Gonna, I thought we'd be able to try to do the whole pair tonight. Try to slow you down. Sure no, no, no. It's good. We'll finish. We'll finish next week. But tempting. What is that? Temptuous is not a word. Really? Temptuous is not a word. Tempting. Temptuous is not a word. I thought it was. <laughs> what's what's the term of being tempting? I think it's tempting. I thought it was tempting, but okay, we'll leave that for English class. <laughs> okay, let's see. But she says that is the avoid of tshuva of breaking down those barriers that we have created. Let's let's uh, at least begin this concept. It says the following: mm-hmm. the beginning of a line, about ten lines down from the t- beginning of the page. Imloi mishehu rasha badness. Now, generally, it's mayashalta late. Generally, the way we're built is that as long as where our mind is in the right place, we decide to do the right thing. That will control our emotions. If not for someone who's taka wicked, who's truly wicked, kemaimir as Allah's chazal say, shaharishoyim heim bershus libam. That a Russia he becomes in the rishus, in the domain, to his heart. The heart is is driving. It's like, uh, what about if you have that child and parent? If we use that analogy of the child and parent, that the child is in control, and whatever the child wants, the parent has to say yes. Is, could there be such a fact? Could there be such a thing? There could be such a thing. That's a terrible situation if the child is in control. So sometimes our inner child, our heart, it could be in control. And their heart is not in their own rishus. They're not in control over their heart. This can only be a punishment um, on account of the severity of their sins. 
That's that's it. Now, so the Shaila is so then if that's the case, then how did Moshe Rabbeinu say Kikari Vilach Adavar Ma'id? Certain people it's not close to. These these guys who they're they're uh, not in control anymore. Their heart's in control, <laughs> so they're not in control. So why, how did Moshe Rabbeinu say Kikari Vilach Adavar Ma'id Vefiha B'Vamchal Asaisai that it's attainable for every person? Says the Alter Rebbe, V'leidibra Torah b'Meisim Elu shebechayehim kruyim Meisim. This person who is in such a state that he is worthy of such a punishment, that his heart is in full control now, Moshe Ben wasn't talking about that. That's a that's a that's a not normal situation. That's an abnormal situation. And they're called Mason. That's called someone who's who's cut off from his from his chayis, from his kedusha, that to be in such a situation. And here he says, "Ki be'emes lavid Hashem." The truth is, it's not possible for a true Russia, one who's truly wicked, to start just serving Hashem fully. Without doing a basic tshuva, a basic repentance, on the past. To break down the klipa, the klipa, which is because the, the impurities. Because those klipas, those impurities, they constitute... A, a dividing curtain, umechitza shel barza, like an iron um, partition, hamafsekes benom laaviem shabashamay. So again, this person who has sinned excessively, and therefore has created this type of a iron um, an iron partition between himself and Hashem. So the only way that this person can actually get back on track is through breaking down those boundaries, and that's where tshuva comes into the picture. Now, I think it's important to note, a person who's a Russia, could he just could he do a mitzvah without doing shuva? Could he put on tefillin? Yeah. Yeah. Of course, we're not saying that he can't do a mitzvah. But we're talking about, could he turn it around? Could he start becoming serving Hashem and having Avas Hashem and so on? No. There's got, something's got to give. First, I have to break something down. I can't, I can't be able to appreciate my relationship with Hashem when I have this big curtain sitting there, the big iron partition, and that's why we need Shuvah. Now, Shuvah is not so difficult. It's not like he has to fast for a thousand days. What is the essence of Shuvah? Ask for forgiveness. The Really, the essence of Shuvah is broken down into two words, and that's resolve for the future and regret for the past. Vidu is an expression of regret. But really, that's what tshuva is. We're not talking about tshuva. Doesn't you know? Sometimes people hear, "I got to do tshuva." That must mean I got to do I don't know what. Tshuva is, is is a feeling, and it's a feeling of resolve that I'm, that I'm going to change and regret for what I've done. But you can't change because you're addicted. Okay, so I've, I've decided that I want to change, and that comes from a true regret on what I've done. That regret is the really that regret is the spade. That's that's the hammer that breaks down what I've done. Regret is that I, I feel badly for what I've done. And of course, the more I regret, the deeper the tshuva is. Right? The Gemara talks about certain people that they cried, their hearts out, whatever. So, of course, of course there's levels in regret, and there's levels again, in result. They cried their eyes out. Who they cried? That's why I think it is a very important um, like factor of only one person can release you from the taiva, and it's God. And like they even have like when like in the ten the ten steps for rehab is recognizing that they don't call it they don't a call it source. God but that there's a higher source. 
that enables me to change. Yes. 100%. True, true. And that's 100%. Shuva is not just about like uh, some type of an internal exercise that I'm going to work out. So you're saying it, like you have to change, what, what was it, change and regret? Resolve. Regret. Resolve and regret. But it's all to Hashem. I'm resolving to reconnect to Hashem. I'm regretting that I disconnected from Hashem. If the regret is, I feel bad that I did sins because, um, whatever, because I gained weight because of it, then it doesn't have the, the spiritual power to it. We're talking about regretting my disconnect and resolve to reconnect. It's all about Hashem. It's all about Hashem. But really, the essence of tshuva can, be, can take a moment. We're not t- it's not something of time. The, uh, the Zayar um, says that tshuva is b'shaita chada b'riga chada. It's one moment. And even halachically, I'm sure we discussed it in the past, halachically, if a person marries a woman and he says, al manas sha'anid sadeh gomer. He says, I'm, I'm, making, I'm marrying this woman with conditional that I'm a tzaddik. And we know how halacha conditions, they're, they're binding. If a guy says, I'm, I'm marrying this woman on condition that I'm a millionaire or she's a millionaire, and if I'm not, we're not married. Done. We don't need to get, we're not married. But if I say, I'm an that I'm a tzaddik, and even though everyone knows the Russia, so Gemara says, Suffolk Mukadeshes, that she might be Mukadeshes. Why? Because Shema hear her tshuva believer. Maybe he had a true tshuva thought. If you had a true tshuva thought, that's good. It doesn't have to take time. So we're not talking about something that, the issue here is not that something has to take a long time. But his, his point is, though, that there has to be a change. I can't expect. I'm acting a certain way. I'm acting a certain way. You know what? Now I'll be good. Now I'll just think and have avas Hashem or whatever. No, no, no. You created a problem. You created barriers there. Those barriers have to be brought down. And shuva has to be done in order to allow me to get back on board. Yeah. Is, um, is without ever cause Russia badness, is that the same, is that synonymous with what we were saying before? You're stuck in like one thing? Yeah. Yeah, that in, in a certain area, I've done it again and again and again, and it's, uh, yeah. Um, and, and the reason for that is because, really, if the person's doing the one of area, Tanya does call it But it can't just be something that happens once in a while. We're talking about someone who's very mired in that, very, very connected that and does it again and again and again. So Tanya calls him Rajabhan. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll, we'll leave this off to finish um, next week in your session.